The fantasy genre is vast, complex, and has existed for time immemorial. It is a way to escape the drudgery of everyday life, but also a method humanity uses to examine itself in interesting, boundary-shattering ways. We are fascinated with the heights of glory we can rise to, with the depths of depravity in which we sometimes fall. Fantasy gives us an opportunity to reflect on these themes, and let's face it, it's also just plain old fun. Join us weekly on Fridays for the Fantasy in General podcast, where we discuss all things fantasy in general. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Everyone and welcome to Fantasy in General. Gotcha. Welcome to the Fig Pot. <laughs> gotcha. Kelsey's ready to go to bed. No. Well, yeah. So she's like, start this thing. No, I just, I saw you reaching across your computer for something and found this to be the greatest opportunity to catch you. You were actively looking for an opportunity to catch me off guard. You smirked and shook your head at me. I did, but I'm a professional. That's very true. So I came right in. Yep. One day. One day. I'll get (laughs) you. I'll get you. I don't know, because... It'd be different if I opened, but since you open, I can at least go. That's true. And like catch my breath and go. Like I welcome to the big pod. I have a very long sen, not very long, but I have a long sentence that you can prepare yourself. Hey everyone. Hey everyone. You can never do that. So. No. No. Not as adorably as you can. It's classic. It's just classic. People look forward to really that intro every week. It's comforting. I think so. I think they hear that intro and they think, you know what, my day, my Friday is complete. Or maybe they're an intro skipper and they'll never hear this part. Oh, like intro skipper, yeah. like they're a captain of a no, ship called they're intro? Skippers, no, they're skippers out there. Oh, oh, for sure, for sure. Okay, let me ask you this. Yeah. On podcasts that you listen to, mm-hmm. because I do this, mm-hmm. on podcasts that I do that have advertisements, you skip through the ads. Yes. If yeah, you, you double click because they're usually a minute. Yeah, you double yeah. click, but say that you went like two or three seconds beyond the ad into the next segment of the podcast. Do you hit back? Mm, depends. Or do you go, you know what? I don't care about usually, that three seconds. <laughs> usually I don't care. Okay. Uh, but there are times where, no, here's the thing. Usually I don't care. I would say 100% of the time I don't care initially. Mm-hmm. And then I start to realize I don't know what they're talking about. So then I'll have to like super backtrack. See, that's my, that's always my concern is like, I'll, yeah, yeah, it's podcast FOMO. Yeah. You skip, that's what I, cause I'll skip the ad, which by the way, don't skip ads for Anchor. Yeah. On the podcast because they're awesome. Yeah, do not. Uh. They're so good. And it's so, uh, they're so different every week for us that you just never know. The ads? What ads you're going to get. You never know. You yeah. don't know if it's going to be Anchor that's sponsoring us <laughs> or if it's Anchor. So, <laughs> I think because we're so big. Maybe at this time there are some figgies that could recite word for word. Oh, I'm the, sure. The ad we do for Anchor. I mean, come on. But we Can somebody Anchor. just, like, Billy Razors, like, you give everybody an what, ad. What, Can you just. What's Billy Razors? It's like a subscription to Razors. There's an ad for them everywhere. There's an ad for, um, now I can't even think of any. Are we doing this wrong? Do we need to go knocking on doors for advertisements? Whose door? A hairy person? Well, a hairy person. For razors. 
You just talked about Billy razors, and now you're switching to Harry's. Oh, I oh no no no! I thought you meant like, do we need to sell razors? No, to people? I mean, do you need do you need to like contact people and say, hey, we've got this podcast. Would you like to, an advertisement on it? And then we're international. We are. Yeah. We're big in Germany. We are. Just so you guys know. We're we're trending. Yeah. At least so, I think we are. We are. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something else. Yeah, I cut you off. That's okay. Per use. What are we talking about? Oh, mm, what I will, oh, t- what I do. Yeah. So I will skip ahead on the ad. Yeah. And then I realize, oh, I've skipped a little bit too far ahead. Yeah. So then I will skip back. So I might as well not skip the ad because I, I listen to like then the you last have to listen to the 15 last seconds of the, of the ad. And it's literal So I can torture. catch the beginning. It's torture. Sometimes, you know what? Okay, I will say this. Oh, do they get you? What have you bought? One time. What? There's one time. What did you buy? I bought... uh, We're uh, not making a good case to get ads right now. (laughs) I bought Beard Balm. Oh, from who? Uh, Badger. No, don't say it. Don't say it because this is not sponsored by them. So we don't want to give any recommendations. It was pretty good. Okay, go ahead. So the beard, no, I won't say, the beard balm was pretty good, but it comes in a, I I haven't ordered it again because it came in such a small little tin. How much was it? I was like, it was expensive. Like for what you got, it was like this small little tin. But there are times where it's worth that money, you know? Yeah. That wasn't. Well, I've bought other beard balms that I like just as much that give you more. Oh, okay. So I was like, you know what? It was good, but, and they, they're very limited on the, the sense of the beard balm. Oh, Okay. Like the you only like a they... nice cedar wood. Uh, sandalwood. A sandalwood. Yeah. But you know, I will do a cedar wood. I like something that smells... Musky. I mean, for those who don't know, I have a beard. Um, and well, I... I would hope so if you're buying beard balm. You, you never know. <laughs> maybe people put it in their hair. I don't know. Their eyebrows? On their head. On their yeah, eyebrows? Okay. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But um, I've lost my train of thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I do like stuff that is um I like stuff that smells woodsy if I can find it. Okay. But sandalwood <clears throat> is also a strong choice. All right. Fair. Let enough. me ask you this. Okay. So, one time I watched a home improvement episode. Okay. Classic Tim show. Tim the Toolman Taylor. Tim the Toolman yep. Taylor. Got it. And he made a comment in an episode. So he was talking to his wife Jill, I believe her name was in the show. And he wanted to know why women always bought flower, uh, always bought perfume that smelled like flowers. Mm. She's like, because it smells nice. And mm. he's like, what's the point of perfume? Well, so we smell good. Okay. Okay. So you smell good for your your husband, right? And he, she was like, yeah, I suppose so. And he goes, then why buy flowers? Why not buy a smell that men like? Why not buy a perfume called Alastoki that smells like a cigar <laughs> or something like that. Hmm. So my question for you okay. as, a, as a woman yeah. is, yep. so do you like it when men like get an aftershave or a, or a beard balm or something like that that smells musky or smells yes, woodsy? Yes, because I don't like floral smells. You don't? No. So when you, I, I, don't, I don't know how often you wear something like perfume or something like that, but when you, if you buy a scent... What are like? What are you gonna buy? Like something vanilla-y, or what are you gonna do? No, um, hmm. Sorry, I put you on the spot. We did not discuss this. I don't beforehand. know. I don't really wear perfume much, right? And the deodorant that I wear is unscented. Okay. So I guess 
What about like a lotion or something like that? Well, I guess what I can like maybe a candle or something mm. that I enjoy. Um, there you go. That's a good. That's a good one. My favorite candle is a spearmint tea tree oil candle. Sp- spearmint tea tree. Yeah, it's really nice. Does it smell really minty? Very. Uh, not kind. Like a little bit. More like uh, aromatherapy type vibes, you know? Interesting. Yeah. See, I don't really, I don't buy scented candles myself, but Mm -hmm. I appreciate the scent. Mm -hmm. So when my wife is going to go to the store and get one, and Mm -hmm. she wants to know what kind I want, I'm like, I would love something that smells like, you know, like, yeah, like a cedar or a pine forest, Mm. something like that. No, I'll do like a minty smell all day, every day. (laughs) (laughs) All, All day, day, every day. day. <laughs> yeah, like a nice, fresh smell. I can appreciate something that smells fresh, yeah. Yeah. I can appreciate that. I do not like like an overpowering smell. Agreed. Like Agreed. I bought... Okay, don't get me wrong. It's an excellent candle. Um, I bought my husband a candle for his man cave. Um, and it is... And it's from Bath and Body Works. And it is very potent. Which makes it a good candle. You know. Are you willing to reveal the scent? Yeah, it's uh, teak wood. Oh, teak wood. Yeah, okay. which yeah, is it's nice. It's a woodsy smell. No, it's very nice, and I like it a lot, but it is so overpowering that I can't, like, I just need, like, a light smell, you know? Is it because he closes the door and lights that, it? That so that when you why. open the door, yeah, the aroma like, just you've got to be like, kidding punches me. you in the face? Yeah. yeah, that could be why. It's a smaller area. Yeah. Whereas maybe if it was in uh, the living room... It might be easier to handle. Like, did you but, smell the Because it is a nice smell. I enjoy the smell. Oh, yeah. But. No, I get it. I get, yeah. I get that there are scents that are stronger than others. Like, did you like, did you, did you notice the scent of the candle that was lit? No. Earlier when you came in? It's no. called Leaves. And I think oh. it's from Bath and Body Works. And it's like an autumn. I'm, I'm aware of that scent because that is for sure your wife's favorite. So. Well, I smell. When Have you I ever smell, heard of leaves? When I smell yes. it, I think of like Thanksgiving and it makes me feel cozy inside. But it's February. It doesn't matter. Okay. I still listen to Christmas music when it's not Christmas. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I will be sure to smell that on my way out though. Okay. I'm interested. Snow I wonder it. if I, it must be nice because I didn't walk in and think, oh man, you know, like you don't want a smell that you notice necessarily. Have you ever walked into somebody's house that has some type of scent going and you, your nose yeah, like starts to, running yeah, and you have to sneeze? To leave. <laughs> yeah, yes. I've, that's happened to me yeah, a couple times. Absolutely. I didn't leave, but I was like, <laughs> like sniffling and yeah, like, <laughs> like had to sneeze. Listen, you didn't have to light this candle for me. Please blow it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Anyways. Well, far too long about sense we're only yeah that's 10 true. minutes in. 10 minutes on candle smells that's okay um what happened this week oh the super bowl the super bowl certainly happened yeah lots of good food delicious food. a lot of pork too much but i mean a lot of pork yes. it was so good you know what it's like at the super bowl like yeah there's a lot of good food you can't stop eating no so when you get in bed at night you feel you just feel so bloated yes, and yeah. miserable. Yeah. Like but, there's definitely a lot of gas happening in my belly right now. And Right now? No. Oh. I'm I was saying like say, that let's night. Let's move farther apart. Yes. Uh, and 
it's uncomfortable. Like you enjoy yourself during and then you have regrets very soon afterwards. There are a lot of gas-inducing foods on Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. Yeah, a lot. My husband made those pork, those burnt pork ends. Oh, pork those were good. Okay, so he actually just texted me and said uh, that he threw them in the air fryer mm. tonight. Made them a little crispier? Yeah. He said he should have done. Well, he didn't say he should have because they were good. But yeah, he said they were delicious. You know what? I guess. You got to get an air fryer. I got to jump on the air fryer train. I've been resisting it because I'm like, because for years I resisted reading Harry Potter because I was like, and look at you now. This is too, yeah, look at Here me we now. Are. I, I'm like such a huge HP nerd, yes. but um, I just resisted it because I was like, this is too trendy. Like there's no way it's this good, but almost everybody that I know has an air fryer it's, and they love it. It's amazing. One, it's very quick. Okay, two, it gets things very crispy, and mm-hmm. three, you don't need oil, so it's substantially healthier for you. In terms of like cholesterol and fat. Yes, yeah. You get that texture without the negative health ramifications of the oil. Let me ask you this. Oh, little Have me you this. Ever cook something in an air fryer? And been a little disappointed in the result. Mm. Yes. Okay. Okay. Not to, you know, always bring this up, but I have a weekly dinner that I enjoy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I wanted yes. to try Pineapple bacon. the potatoes in the air fryer. Oh, okay. Okay. No, not um, the same. It wasn't good because it, it almost dried them out too much, made them too crispy. Oh. And that's not the vibe that I was going for. So So that's the th- that's the thing about cooking something in oil is you crisp it but at the same time it retains moistness. Yeah, so th- I wanted the oil on my <laughs> potatoes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Are you an olive oil or a vegetable oil user? Olive, avocado. Avocado. Yes. Oil. Most of the time. If I'm like spritzing something, avocado. Spritzing? Yeah, nice little spritzer. I usually usually use olive oil. Some things I think you just need vegetable oil for, but I usually use olive oil. I'll use vegetable oil if I am frying something and it's clearly not going to be healthy in any way possible. Like you might as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I'm frying up tortillas, listen. Oh, corn tortillas for like tacos or something? Yeah. Yeah. You might as well. Absolutely not. So there was one time a long time ago that I <laughs> that I thought um, I would sub olive oil for vegetable oil in a recipe, like a baking recipe. Okay. Um, for cake or something. Uh huh. And um, it was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I thought that no. I would. I thought like, oh, okay. Well, I'll just use this. It's healthier anyway. It's, First of all, the texture was not okay. Second really? of all, the taste was not okay. The texture was off, yeah, huh? Yeah, it was like too gooey. It was, ugh. I have read, we're talking way too much about, about really food random and about, yeah. what did we talk we about for 10 about, minutes or candles? Yeah, candles, food and candles. But I have heard that all of, of the oils that you can cook with, olive oil has a much more rapid um, boil rate than other oils. 
Like it starts yeah, sizzling like and a, burning faster yeah, than other oils. Yeah, it's not a high heat oil. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Maybe that was the problem. <laughs> it was so gross though. There are certain things that I have tried while cooking that um, were huge failures. So, Do you know what my grandmother used to do? Oh, no. Um, well, still does. Uh, she's still alive. <laughs> um, so, sorry, Grandma. We are so um, happy for you. Yes. Um, and uh, she makes, and I never knew it. Never knew it until one day she told me, and now it's changed the way I look at this thing forever. FYI, I am a huge fan of banana bread. Okay. For those who don't know. And I'm like, it's good, but I'll pass it up on a table full of pastries, you know? It depends on what Unless, pastries uh, are If it's chocolate there. chip banana bread, then I'll grab it. Oh, see? Can't do the chocolate okay. chip. Sorry, continue. Not a I'm, chocolate I'm, fan. But I'm uh, taking over your story. So the recipe my grandmother uses mm-hmm. to typically when she has all the ingredients she needs to make uh, banana bread, and her banana bread is phenomenal. Like, I... I don't know if everybody else would think that. Maybe it's because she's my grandma and I grew up with it, but her banana bread there is amazing. There are a lot of recipes like that, let me tell you. Yeah, her banana bread is awesome. So usually one of the ingredients she will use is milk in the banana bread she, is how she uses it. And uh, she m- made banana bread for me one time. It was as delicious as usual. Oh, what did she say? No, 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 no. And she said that she's like... Bobby, how is that banana bread? And I was like, Grandma, it's your banana bread. It's just, just it's awesome. So, like, why are you even asking me this? Soup's a pretty And she goes, okay, because I had to make a replacement in the ingredients. So I was like, what did you replace? <gasps> what? She's like, I didn't have any milk. So what would you use? Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. What? Was the replacement for the milk. But mayonnaise is still... like eggs. I don't know how it worked, but it worked. It was still good. I would I would more so use water. But now every time I know? eat her banana bread, I'm like, like did she this? use milk or mayonnaise? Do you like mayonnaise? <laughs> I do like mayonnaise. Oh, okay. okay. Miracle Whip, get that stuff out of I here. I don't know the difference, okay? You don't know the difference? I, listen, I've never like done a side-by-side oh. of it. So I'm not like a mayonnaise connoisseur like somebody that we both know. So I can't really, <laughs> you know... This is literally, I think <laughs> you're talking about my wife. Yes, yeah. To please explain her Subway order. This is literally the order she put in one time when it was a, it was either Subway or Jersey Mike's, one of the two. She put in an order online and oh. she asked for extra mayo. Yes. Which, whatever. Which is people, like you check the box, extra mayo. Yeah. Cool. And there are people yeah. that like extra mayo. Yeah. Totally cool. cool. She then went down to the comment section <laughs> and wrote something to the effect of, this is really like... I'm I'm paraphrasing, but this is oh I know the exact quote. What she wrote, she was like, "I want a sea yes. of mayonnaise," <laughs> and she said, "Put it on, put extra mayo on for three seconds, and when you think that you've put enough on, do it for a little bit more. <laughs> do it for three seconds, or longer. yeah, something yeah, like something that. Yeah, like she's that. like a sea of mayonnaise. When you put the <laughs> extra mayonnaise on there, and you think you've done enough, when you start feeling uncomfortable, count to three <laughs> again. Yes, I was like, oh. oh, my father-in-law would be mortified to hear this. He's a mayo hater, like repulsed by it. Really? Like, did you know that in a lot of Taco Bell's food, there's mayonnaise? I did not, but... He knows, because he can taste it. No. Yes. There's no way I could taste that. And I fact-checked him on it, and there is. 
in a lot of sauces. I mean, I probably like it because I like mayo. He hates it. Hates it. Which makes me really sad because there are certain things that I make that have mayo in it and delicious. Yeah, and mayo is delicious. Like I make some really good salmon cakes. Okay. And they have mayo. He mm-hmm. would never eat it. No kidding. I because might it's... be able to trick him. I don't know. but How does he feel about vinegar? Do you know? I feel like he would like vinegar. Because I think, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think mayo is vinegar based. And so, like, there's egg whites in it, but yeah. they use vinegar to make really? it. And so people who that, are, yeah. are really sensitive to the vinegar taste pick up the mayo, and they hate it. I don't think, I don't, I think that he likes vinegar. I think it's some sort of childhood, uh, like, mayo trauma. Trauma. Or something. <laughs> Maybe his mom put mayo on literally because everything. Because it's so, because you know him. He's so yeah. chill about everything. Everything. Like, very neutral. Either neutral or stoked on his life. You know yeah, what I mean? If yeah. you need to feel good about yourself, go to Randy. But he is so passionately against mayonnaise. I don't... No kidding. That's the one thing that he hates above all else, I think. Interesting. Yeah. Ask him about it next time you see him. I will. Yeah. I've known this guy for a long time. Yeah. I've known Kelsey's father-in-law for a long time. Obviously, you spent way more time with him than I have. But I literally have never seen this man get angry. He's like Kelsey said. He's either neutral or stoked on his yeah. life. Like if he's unhappy, he'll just sit there and be quiet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you wouldn't know because would, he would still maybe have a grin on his face. Yeah. And if you ask him like, Randy, how you doing? He'll be like, man, I'm blessed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'll be like, all right, cool. Yeah. Rock on. Yeah. But not if you put a mayo sandwich in front of him. I think that if he sat next to your wife oh. while they both ate Subway, mm-hmm. he would be actually physically repulsed. Oh, gosh. You know what physically repulses my wife what? is anything pickled. Oh, man. I love me oh. some pickles. Anything pickled. I'm like, give me more. I love pickles. And she cannot take it. Like I, Do you like pickled okra? I have never tried pickled okra because I've had okra one time and it was absolutely appalling. Fried okra? Yeah. You didn't it like was it? Disgusting. Was it too slimy? Yes. Sometimes people make it and it's too slimy. When I it was when I worked at a restaurant, I'm sure you know what it is. Yeah, a southern and, oriented yeah, restaurant. And it was just not okay. It was not okay. <sighs> Man, I need to get I you may some, try it again one day. I need to get it's, you some it's, good crispy fried. The, it has okra. more potential than baked beans, you know? Oh gosh. Like okay. I'll try it again. You're willing to try it again. Baked yeah. beans just makes you dry oh, heave. My gosh. She's doing a full Yuck. body dry heave Yuck. right now. Yuck. Yuck. Okay. Anyways. Anyway, that was a lot about nothing, I one, think. One last food related question. Oh, okay. One more. Yep. Are we hungry right now? Because I'm not, but we're talking a lot about food. I mean, I just love food. Yeah, me too. Okay, continue. Um, you like fish and chips, yes. Absolutely. I love fish and chips. Yeah. Your fish and chips uh, dip of choice. Tartar sauce. Over malt vinegar. I don't know if I've ever tried it with malt vinegar. Do you like vinegar? Yeah, Vinegary. I t- well, I guess yes. if you like pickled yeah. stuff, you like vinegary stuff. Yes. So. Yeah. I love me some malt vinegar. But I love me some mayo-based sauce, you know? Agreed. <laughs> so I don't really know what to do about that. That's true. I'm not, I, yeah. 
I have a respectful, <laughs> healthy appreciation for mayo. So I just want to be very clear. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But it combines really two great things, uh, like pickles and mayo. It's true story. So what are you going to do? No, I, and I like fried And then fried fish. I mean, can you? Yeah. I like tartar sauce too, yeah. but I like malt vinegar. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever tried it. Because I'm the type of person, if I try something and I enjoy it, I'm not going to try anything else. I know what? that I like fried fish with tartar sauce. And I don't want to ruin my meal by trying a bite of something else. That's a bite wasted. Just one bite? I take my food very seriously. Well, I, I do too. Every bite. But I like to experiment sometimes. No. Mm-mm. Negative? No. Okay. Yeah. Weekly dinners, you know. <sighs> yeah, so. That's true. I know what I like. Sorry, that was my yep. last food related okay. question. Well, anything else exciting? I don't think so. Well, Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day, and, okay, there is an exciting thing that oh. is fantasy-related. <gasps> yeah. Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. What was your opinion of the trailer for the Lord of the Rings trailer uh, for Amazon? Not a lot of info. Still stoked about it. Really? Yeah, you were a pessimist. You weren't... I'm... Cautiously optimistic. I'm not, even. Oh, no... After that trailer, I'm kind of disappointed. What? I'm a little worried you about it. You just wanted more out of it. You wanted more out of the trailer. They clearly have taken Lord of the Rings lore and just thrown it in the fire. Why? Because they have, first of all, Galadriel and Elrond are both in the trailer. Yes. And they look like teenagers. Yes. And at that point, they're both thousands of years old. Yeah. So. Fair. Yeah. Elves stop aging around between, I read this, they stop aging between the ages of 80 and 150. Okay. Physically. Okay. So between that show and Lord of the Rings, they're not going to change physically. They look the same. Because at that point, they're both thousands of years old. Well, what do you want them to do? Cast a middle-aged person. Okay. Like they did in Lord of the Rings, the film. That's true. They did. Yeah, that's Um, true. At least for Elrond, Kate Blanchett, I know, was younger, but yeah. But even um, when they went to the Hobbit, they it, she was pretty consistent and with how she looked. Well, Kate Blanchett, yeah, yeah, because it's Kate Blanchett. Yeah, <laughs> it's Kate She's Blanchett. Kind of, she doesn't age, so. Um, and they also have got like Warrior Galadriel, who is the yes. commander of the armies. Yeah, and Galadriel never fought in any wars ever. <sighs> Fair, fair. She's awesome, no. super powerful, oh, and yeah. a rock star. But, but no she was business. never a warrior. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm gonna watch it. I'm already. I'm gonna watch it too. But I'm already preparing myself to be disappointed. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, anyways. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, it's good. I'm sure it will be entertaining. Yeah. Just for Lord of the Rings diehards, it yeah. might be a little disappointing. Yeah. Well, let us know what you think. Yeah, if you guys Our saw the trailer, let opinion. us know what you think about the trailer. I... I'm i in the, I love everything Lord of the Rings <laughs> camp. You're that way with Star Wars, too. I know, too. I am. Yeah. And I'm more like... I'm like, you want to give me more content? Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm more like, please stick with what's awesome. But to be fair, I didn't super like the Hobbit movies. So. Yeah. 
But you, I mean, you're such a diehard that's book, like, book yeah, Hobbit see, that's, fan. Yeah. Any derivation from the book, you were going to be disappointed Very with. true. Very true. I think that's maybe the one thing that I will hold fast to. Okay. You know, everything else, just whatever. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So. So, anyways. Well, with that. Quotes and boats? With Kelsey and Bob. Let's do it. Oh, I did, I did, I did, I did, I did, I did, Quotes and boats. With Kelsey and Bob. All right. So it is time for Quotes and Boats. With Kelsey and Bob. Where I say a quote. And I provide you a boat. All right. Here we go. Let's do it. Are you ready? I am. This is an easy one. Oh, oh, oh gosh. Every time you say that. <laughs> man, the pressure. Okay. You know what? But last week was an easy one, and the amount of um, enthusiasm Was that it you easy? Because it's not really fantasy. That's true. Okay. Okay, fine. I'm going to give like myself good. credit for that Okay. Call. All right. Okay. All right. His rage passes description. The sort of rage that is only seen when rich folk that have more than they can enjoy suddenly lose something that they have long had but have never before used or wanted. This is easy? Yes. Super easy. The sword of rage? What? The sword of rage? I thought I heard you say the sword of rage at one point. No, his rage passes description. The sort of rage. Oh, the sort of rage. That is only seen. So rage mm-hmm. is a big deal in this quote. Yeah, lots um, of rage. I mean, rage, I'm thinking the Incredible Hulk. Okay. Is it from a movie? Uh, no. A comic book or graphic novel? No. What in the world? Hmm. <laughs> what hmm. could it be? Okay. I, I mean. Who has rage? The Hulk. Okay. <laughs> Who else? Oh, okay. So it's something else beyond the Hulk. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, you're very you went, mm-hmm. stuck on the you Hulk. Went, mm-hmm, oh, yeah, because you were so far off. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So I was like, yeah. okay, so I'm tracking. Yeah, it's like, like a Marvel movie or something. <laughs> no. Um, Darth Vader has rage. True. Very Voldemort true. has rage. True. None of these are correct. No. Um, how is this easy? Oh my gracious! Do you want a hint? Is can you, are you able to give me a hint without making it super obvious? Oh, I was gonna give you an obvious one. Um, because I don't want to be like, oh, you gift wrapped it for me. Oh, okay, okay. Oh man, okay. how is this? You keep thinking because it is. Well, to you, because you, know, you know exactly before, where it's from. Before I push record again, uh. You chuckled and said, is it a, and I said, is it a funny one? And I said, no, you're going to get mad. And I'm finding a lot of joy now that you're getting mad at mine. I'm getting very upset. Yeah. Oh man, you're going to get really angry when you find out. I am? 
Yeah. Gosh. Gosh, who is this quote talking about? Sauron? No. I am fire. I am fire. I am dead. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Does it say that in the chapters we read? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it's chapter 13, oh, I think, gosh. when it says that. Smaug is the yes. answer. It's yeah. talking about Smaug yeah. and it's yeah. from The Hobbit. Yep. All right. Anyways. Wow. Big eye. You know, if you do your eyes like that, they'll get stuck one day. That's what you tell me. Yeah. So. Mm. Oof. Okay. You looked so hard at the ceiling just then. Oh, my gosh. I did. Or the top of my brain. I don't know. I just love Smaug so much. Smaug okay. is cool. Yeah. And we get introduced to yeah. him coming up soon. Buckle up, people. All right. Boat Buckle me. Up. Boat you. All right. Apparently, I'm going to get mad. <clears throat> Unless I get it, then you'll get mad. If you get this. <laughs> If you get this, I will be okay. I will be upset. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> so okay. it's a riddle. You ready for this? Yep. Scurvy. No, I'm just kidding. It is not scurvy. <laughs> that is not the answer. That is okay. Okay. You ready? You got to pay attention. Okay. A 10-foot rope ladder mm-hmm. hangs over the side of a boat with the bottom rung on the surface of the water. The rungs are one foot apart, and the tide goes up at the rate of six inches per hour. How long will it be until three rungs are covered? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Mathis. One more time, slower. One more time. Yep. I'll do it very slowly. A 10 foot rope ladder hangs over the side of a boat. The bottom rung is on the surface of the water. The rungs are one foot apart and the tide goes up at a rate of six inches per hour how long will it be until three rungs are covered three hours final answer no give me a few answers well okay is it a no okay no that's a no okay Okay, there's a boat. Mm-hmm. There's a rope ladder. Ten foot rope ladder over the side. Okay. The bottom rung touches the surface of the water. Okay. Okay. The rungs are one foot apart. Oh well, never because the boat will rise with the water. <laughs> that but is to, the correct answer. To be fair, I had to put my my hands out to mimic the boat <laughs> and as soon as i did that i was like oh the boat would continue well that unless is, something's wrong with the boat that is the correct answer the answer is never the boat rises oh, as the tide goes up he's so mad gosh you're so mean mad twice i'm just really intelligent so <sighs> like just beyond beyond yeah beyond what i bet my iq is like a 160 oh my gosh (laughs) i think anything above like a 130 is genius no it's just that's very high but not genius so what would you classify as genius uh i think a 160 is genius really let me see oh like 130 is like gifted but what iq is genius let's see uh 
A score over 160 is considered a genius IQ. Interesting. Yeah. There are very few of those people walking around. Well, I'm not saying I would be over 160. I would just hit it, you know? You're just like, get to genius and stop. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, made it. Stop. I don't have to try that hard anymore. Oh, gracious. Let's dip back down, you know? I did read something one time. Uh Uh-huh. Super specific, I know. Okay. That talked about you know geniuses mm-hmm. that there are very few of them yes people that attain that type of iq level are insanely rare but we don't even know about a lot of them because there are geniuses who are very highly motivated yeah you know and go on to accomplish incredible things you yeah. know i'm assuming somebody like albert einstein was a genius yes um stephen hawking you know people like that but there are some geniuses that are just not motivated. They're yeah. just super smart people and they just... They're just among us. Sit around and we don't even realize it. Yeah, absolutely. So we don't even know a lot of them. Yeah. Even though there are still very few of them. Well, maybe they don't want to be defined by their genius. Maybe they just want to be like you and me. Just okay. sitting straight in the average zone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I know somebody who I think might be borderline genius level. Really? And... Yeah. Who is oh, it? Super smart. Don't say it. I will, I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll tell, tell you off after. air. Tell me after. He's so smart. And, you know, he can have a normal conversation with people, but sometimes he starts talking about things on a level that I kind of have to be like, I have to you really. You kind of like zone out? I, I don't zone out, but I really have to reach to like comprehend the things he's talking about. Yeah. You know. He's bored. I don't know if he... I don't, I'm not going to say he is a genius, but he's up there. He's pretty high. Huh. Okay. Yeah. I've never met anybody like that. Can you answer me this? Riddle me this? Riddle you this. What yeah. does IQ stand for? Intelligence quotient. Oh, cool. I never knew that. There you go. I'm obviously not... My IQ just <laughs> got higher. A <laughs> I took an online IQ test one time, and I tested in the one... 20s i think i have no idea if it was anywhere close to accurate it compared me to that bill makes gates sense because i know two of your kids iq and i mean iq is not all genetics but it would make sense okay yeah is a score in the 120s a good score a uh, high average mm-hmm. high average mm-hmm. yep okay yeah i'd be curious to see what test you took though it was an. It was a. It was like one of those things where, like, see what your IQ is, and I clicked on <laughs> Absolutely. it. Absolutely, this the test. must. This is valid and reliable. I'm sure Absolutely. it was not a scientifically conducted <laughs> test. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah, I know two of your kids' IQ scores. Do you really? Do you? I do not know their IQ oh. scores. Hmm. Do you know your IQ score? No. Mm-mm. Oh. No. One sixty. <laughs> sorry sorry yeah exactly 160 yeah. yes yeah. um anyway well with that let us know what your iq scores are if you are a genius out there send us proof before you say that we need a scientifically validated <laughs> test yes uh not a google pop-up ad that maybe gave you a virus but <laughs> <laughs> i have not taken it on the computer i currently have so it's possible. Because the other one shut down or... I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it quit on me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Well, let's take a break for a word from our super exciting, always changing, ever interesting mm. 
sponsor. Yes. Before we get into the meat of our episode. of this novel yeah i suppose it would be like the beginning of the end yeah we still have quite a ways to go really we do but we've we've been building up building up building up this is what we've been waiting for here we are and now yeah it's all downhill from here kind of i don't know it's a rocky road yeah, it's yeah. very rocky. Yeah. Lots of ups and downs. And scaly. As you know, as we've seen this whole time. Lots of ups, even more downs. You know. At least they are persistent. That's true. Persistent and... Stubborn. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I would have turned back long ago. Well, I know. I know. You would have never left Hobbiton. I would have, and then my feet would hurt, and then I would go back. You would have left Hobbiton? Well, you would not have walked the out the. You would have like been like, you know what? I need to go on this journey. Yeah, but like for a day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cool hike, guys. Yeah, I'm so gonna go back this home. Was super neat. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks for the nature walk. Yeah, yeah. All right, so chapter eleven. Yes. On the doorstep. Mm-hmm. Soup's exciting chapter. It is. Actually, it's not. It's kind of a. Well, it's short. Short. Same as last chapter. Like, stuff happens, but also not really. Yeah, it's continuing to build up to the encounter that we've been waiting for. It's the deep breath. Yeah. Before the... What is it? The plunge, right? The breath before the... Deep breath before the plunge, yes. All right, so quick summary. Well, did we say the name of the chapter? On the You said on the doorstep. Oh, okay. Uh Yeah. Losing it, you know? That short-term memory, yeah. man. It's just not it's there. not a skill I have, so. <laughs> uh, okay, so quick summary. Three, two, one, go. So they leave Lake Town. Yes. Supplies in hand, and mm-hmm. they travel to Erebor. Mm-hmm. We are there, guys. We're we there. We are at Erebor. And it takes about 20 seconds for us to get there, but it seems like it's a couple-day hike, really. Pro- oh, I'm, day, maybe probably. Maybe a week, even. I don't know. Because Erebor is a big mountain, yeah. So you can see it in the distance, and it's there. But yeah, yeah, it takes more than just a little, little thirty-minute walk to get there yes, for sure. Absolutely. So they get to Erebor, mm-hmm. and they are quickly overwhelmed. Yes. With the task at hand. Yeah. They super feel, bummed. Yeah, they feel hopeless. Yep. And one of the big reasons they feel hopeless is because they cannot find that darn door. Yes. Where could it be? We have a map. It's not showing up. No, it's not. No. So they're feeling very discouraged. Yeah. And then Mr. Baggins yes. is sitting there thinking, mm-hmm. which, you know, is a good thing because I don't think the dwarfs do. No, I don't think so On a so regular either. basis. I don't think that they're like a sitting... They, they seem a bit more impulsive than that. They are. 
So Bilbo sits there and he's thinking and he's trying to figure out what's going on because he must know there's something they're missing. Yeah. There, to your point, uh-huh. the dwarves are sitting there banging on stuff. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Is that a good idea? Just banging on the Jeez. door. They, it does say at one point they get a little bit concerned <laughs> that they're making so much noise outside yes. the layer yeah. of a giant dragon. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so at least they had that insight. I guess. But eventually they find the door. They do. How do they find the door? Uh, Bilbo. Bilbo, the one who's thinking. Yeah. Sees a crack. He sees a crack and he sees the thrush. To be fair... Yeah, I guess the thrush find the thrush is the real hero of the story because Bilbo the, thr- the thrush is like hey, hey. Yeah, it ignites Bilbo's. Yeah. Bilbo's sitting there thinking, and so he has the presence of mind. There's a thrush like this. Thrush is smacking this snail. Yes, <laughs> trying to break a snail yeah. against the stone, and Bilbo goes, "Oh, this is what Elrond said back in Rivendell." Yep. Guys, get up here. Get up here. Like, where's Thorin? Where's the key? You know? So, because of that, the sun sets. There's a beam of light that hits the stone. And they see the outline of the door, the crack. Imagine that. Right? It's Durin's day. It is Durin's day. It absolutely... (laughs) Lady Luck. Lady Luck. Smiling once again upon this party. Yes. So, Bilbo sees it. They can't open the door, but then Bilbo's like, Where's Thorin? Get this key up here. Come on, man. And so, Thorin gets up there. He turns the key, and they are able to finally open the door to the legendary dwarven realm of Erebor. Yep. Hooray. Hooray. (laughs) Except not really. You know? Things are going to get, things are going to start to go south pretty quick. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. But definitely. I mean, that is a, a quick summary of really what is a, a fairly short yeah. chapter. Yeah. They can't find the door. They find the door. They open the door. They do. Lots of door business going on. Lots of you know? sadness going on. But yeah. then again, Bilbo Gosh, saves man. the day. These dwarves are just bummers of the, people. They are. I would not want to be around them. They are too all over the place with their emotions. I mean, we're both optimists. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, really, Bilbo is just in a party of a bunch of pessimists. Yes. Not even that, just... Like, Bomber, <sighs> Bomber thinks he's just going to waste away at any moment. And it's like, listen, dude, you're not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You've got enough reserve, yeah. Um. Okay, so... One part that is very descriptive is the landscape that they kind of walk through in order to get to Erebor. Yes. Yeah. It is, yes. Uh, It's very desolate. Mm -hmm. And it even describes how trees are still singed. Mm -hmm. There's no real living plants or animals, really. Um, Even though all of that happened, Smaug came... 150 years ago. He did. Things are still dead. He did. So this is my question to you. Mm -hmm. Is this because of, is this just the residual effects of his initial attack on Erebor, do you think? Or is it because just the presence of a dragon rots rots the area surrounding it? I think both. I think that it shows the power of dragon fire Mm -hmm. and the eternal effects of it 
Okay, it's that devastating. But also that presence that the dragon brings. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, in our book, Return to Baggin, that we have. Yes. So Mr. Baggins in the first is the first book. Mm-hmm. And then Return to Baggin is the second book. And it actually, Return to Baggin picks up on this chapter. It says, for Tolkien, dragons don't seek out wastelands to live in. Areas become wastelands because dragons live there. Interesting. So they're just, I mean, they're basically just forces of destruction. Yeah. It's really what they're all about. Yeah. Sounds fun. Not so much. Yeah, not so much. (laughs) So with that, uh, the tone changes from, you know, stoked on your life with all that food and singing in Lake Town Mm -hmm. to this chapter. And it changes very quickly. Yes. Um, It describes in this chapter, the dwarves get pretty cheery in Lake Town. Yeah. They're eating, they're drinking, they're getting back to... You know, what they were basically when they kind of set out on the quest. Yeah. But the entire time, Bilbo has this big sense of foreboding. He gets sick. Yeah. Uh, He's sick for a couple of weeks, has a really bad cold. And he just seems to have this continual sense of dread. Yes. He knows. Yeah, I think so. He knows. He's more in... I think we talked about this in the last episode about the difference between being smart and being clever. But one thing that Bilbo is, is he is, more so than the dwarves at least, he's intuitive. Yes, definitely. The dwarves are just riding the roller coaster of emotions as they come. Yes. And not thinking it through. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're excited about Erebor and Bilbo's like... He doesn't say this, but I, I get the sense that Bilbo's feeling like there's nothing but trouble up there. Yeah, because, you know, he, we, we got that sense when he first saw the Lonely Mountain mm-hmm. in the river. Mm-hmm. He realized, yes. oh, this is real. Yeah. I, th- I think he was, I think Bilbo was looking forward to getting to Erebor. Yeah. For most of the journey, because that would mean it's getting close to its end. Yeah. But once he sees it, he's like, oh. Oh, this is my end. (laughs) Yeah. This is just bad news. Yeah. 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 Uh, So when they set out, Mm -hmm. okay, some, some men came to meet them with more supplies. Yes. And they quickly are like, no, we're not going any further with you. You're cool, Thorn and company, but like, no, thank you. Right. They don't want anything. They don't even want to be anywhere near that place. And it says that, quote, it was easier to believe in the dragon and less easy to believe in Thorin in these wild parts. I mean, that makes fair, sense. I mean, fair enough. Fair. I mean, if you were betting on this, wouldn't you bet on the dragon? Uh, yeah, with <laughs> 13 dwarves and a hobbit. Marching up like, we're going to go defeat him. Cool. So he actually destroyed all of Dale uh, in one breath, pretty much. Yeah, man. When they describe the ruins of Dale, it is so sad. But not even, not just that. Like, you think about Erebor. It's, that wasn't just some little dwarf haven. It was an empire. That was a mighty kingdom. Oh, yes. And that guy took it no problem yeah 
No, no problem. problem. So yeah, you know, 13 dwarves for sure. Yeah. Good luck. Not when thousands of dwarves couldn't withstand him. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and to be fair, uh, they are correct in what they feel. So. Oh, yeah. The, the, yeah, men. the men. Yes. Yeah, the men. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, I didn't even want to bring you food, but here I am. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah. We're piecing out. Yeah. I hope uh, hope the dragon never knows that we were associated <laughs> yes, with you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. No spoiler yes, alerts. Yes, no spoiler alerts. Uh, and then when they get closer to the mountain, they do become afraid of being exposed. The dwarves do. Yes. Okay? Oh, absolutely. They, they kind of mention that they're not sure where Smaug is. Not sure if he's asleep, if he's flying around, if he's watching from, you know, behind, just doing a little peeksie. Yeah, you technically don't know. I mean, in a lot of fantasy literature, which Tolkien is obviously um, the originator of a lot of fantasy stuff that we've seen in the 20th century and yes, beyond. Yes, absolutely. But typically when a dragon is at his dragon horde, he's asleep. However, Smog's not a dummy. No. He knows that there are, you know, potential threats looming about. And we'll get to it in the next chapter about some of the things that dragons do to, to stay alert. But, yeah, the dwarf... Yeah, I mean, you don't... There's n Nobody's done any reconnaissance. No. Nobody wants to go near this thing. No. So you don't really know what's happening. Nobody has any idea where he is. Yeah. Nobody even knows if he's dead, to be honest with you. It's been 150 years. Yeah. It's been a century and a half. Yes. And he really hasn't been seen, correct? Yeah, nobody, yeah. yeah. Because. Well, nobody's trying to see him. It mentions in the previous chapter, and I don't yeah. know if we talked about this last week, how even the, like, the younger people of Lake Town, and I don't know what that means, younger, I don't know how that gets classified, but the younger Hopefully people. Hopefully, like, mid-30s. At least. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 40 and below. Yeah, 40 yeah, and below. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, okay. Um, it talks about how they aren't even really sure that the dragon's real. Yeah. And they hear the old timers who talk about, you know, how they've seen the dragon and stuff like that. And they kind of just dismiss They're it like, as... They're like, okay, Grandpa. Yeah, old, sure. old folks' tales. Yeah, yeah and yet like, here you are living in the middle of a lake. Oh, gosh. Jeez. Let's not start this again. Okay. All right. We've got a dragon to deal with. Okay. So back to the tone. All right. We okay. also have creepy birds. Described as creepy. They are creepy. Yeah. yeah. Well, they are. They are. Uh, and I don't know what it is about birds, but birds are weird, you know? Well, yeah. You see them flying around and, you know, this is Middle Earth. Yeah. And so... Obviously, you know, some birds are very much sentient and yes. self-aware, like the eagles. Yeah. And so it does mention that they don't know if these birds are just flying around or if maybe they're spies. Well, we do see evil birds that work for Sauron. Yes. Oh, in yeah. Middle, you know, in, in Lord of the Rings. So, yeah. uh, so it makes sense. Uh, but... The thrush, as you talked about, ends up being quite helpful. Uh, he does. Yeah. By a very significant 
in a very significant way. Yes. I don't know where I was going with that, yeah. but in a very yeah. significant way. In a very lucky way. I mean, luck is just a thing. It is. It really is. It reminds me of Dungeons and the Dragons. Mor- the moral of the story is, I hope that you have luck on your side. The end. In Dungeons and Dragons, there is a feat. It's called a feat that mm-hmm. you can get where you have the feat of luck. And I'd so take that any day, when you clearly. A, when you have a bad roll, you can re-roll. Oh, yeah. Done. And that's just kind of like this the existence of this party. They are, they are re-rolling every other chapter. Yeah. Literally every other chapter. So true. So, um, and then, you know, we saw the dwarves in the last chapter celebrating, stoked, getting all caught up in the moment, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and so you would assume that even being on the mountain... They would be happy because that's their home. They finally reached, the, yeah, their home, yeah. Um, but they seem to finally understand that they are probably going to die. Yeah, it starts, <laughs> yeah, you start to get that. Thorin says something to the effect of, you know, this is our quest. And we knew that there was a high likelihood that we would all die. Yeah, I wonder if they all knew that. I don't think that Bilbo for sure... I don't know if that was in his contract, you know? If that was, like, really laid out for him. I'm sure they kind of, like, <laughs> glazed, glazed over, over it yeah. a little bit. Yeah, Maybe some of the younger dwarves, like Feely and Keeley, are They're a little like, bit more optimistic. Dude. Yeah. But the older dwarves yeah. who have experience are like, you know, this could be bad. This is, we're probably going to die here. Mm-hmm. And so they get kind of bummed out. They do. They really do. Everybody's moods drop. They do, significantly. Pretty quick. Yeah, pretty quick. Um, as we, you know, I get so annoyed. We're going to talk about the dwarves in a second. But they are so <laughs> annoying to me. They bug me so much. But let's talk about Bilbo first. Okay. Okay. So it's interesting because Bilbo is the first one to see the mountain. Yeah. And when he sees it, he has a sense of dread. Yes. He is mm-hmm. not excited about this. Yeah. However, once they reach the Lonely Mountain... While the dwarves are off moping and feeling all depressed, Bilbo is actually more hopeful. He is a pretty chipper fella. Yeah. I mean, honestly, okay, we've talked about... So in the first part of this, you mentioned this is the climax. In the first major portion of the book, Gandalf has saved their bacon a bunch. Yes. He's Mm -hmm. the dude who's like pulling them out of the fire. Yes. Every time. Yeah. But then once Gandalf leaves, when they get to edge, get to the edge of Mirkwood, mm-hmm. Bilbo is the one who is keeping this party going. Yeah, he is. He is. I don't think that he realizes it at first, or them though. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Yeah, and he has more hope than the rest of the of the party, mm-hmm. which is interesting because, I mean, that dude wants to be back at Bag End. Yes. This is not his home. He does not want to be here. No. He does not care. Do you really think that he cares about the gold either? About the treasure? You get the sense that he really doesn't. Yeah. I think he wants his ring and he maybe wants like some silverware, you know? Yeah. I think he, you know, he has, number one, I think he feels obligated due to the contract he has agreed to. Yes. And number two, over the course of this journey, he has become, uh sympathetic to the dwarves and he he's befriended some of them like balin is really close to him very true true um but 
yeah, everybody else is basically quitting. But like we talked about, Bilbo's the one sitting there and thinking. Yeah. And trying to figure this thing out. Well, he's also maybe the one that's like, how can we get this over with the quickest? Yeah. You know? That's true. Maybe. But they're searching around the mountain trying to find, how do we even get to this door? Yeah. On this huge mountain. Oh my gosh. Could and you imagine? Fine. Done. Oh, I'd be gosh, done. Man. I'd go back to Lake Town. It's like, <laughs> you'd rather be on open water. <laughs> kind of. It's... I hate that kind of stuff, you know? <laughs> like we played that, yeah. uh, that... Not murder mystery, but like escape room game. Yes. Gosh, uh, that kind of stuff. Just like when there's a puzzle and like. It was a bo- it was an there. escape room board game. Yeah. And it's just there and I know it's there and I'm not getting it. It just irks me. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. No, fair enough. I, I consider myself a very humble human being, but also incredibly intelligent. <laughs> let me tell you about how humble i am yeah. no no but really it just you know this is what would send me back to bag end like listen we did all of that stuff i'm glad we made it here i cannot figure out where i got you to erebor now peace and i am yeah. not waiting for durin's day whenever which it is who knows when that is not even because the you guys don't even know your history get a clue yes so oh, they're basically gosh. trying to find a needle in a haystack. Yes. But it is Mr. Baggins who finds the staircase yep. that gets them to the secret door. Yeah. He's just like, what are these? Stairs? Yeah. <laughs> and the dwarves are already ready to just go and mope. Yeah, they um, were. So gosh. he finds the stairs. Not only does he find the stairs, he's sitting there thinking, contemplating, while the dwarves are just, you know, moping and giving up. He's the one who first witnesses the crack in the stone. Yeah, very true. Very true. (laughs) Yes, yes, absolutely. And he, you know, when, before the crack happened, when they were still searching for the the door and they couldn't find it, Mm -hmm. he overhears the dwarves start saying, well, let's just send them through the front gate. Oh, yeah, that's true. You've got to be kidding me. And he, <laughs> and he overhears this. Like, they're talking behind his back. That's true. About this. Yeah. And oh, my gosh. They he are is the not, worst. He is yeah. not happy about that. Yeah. He tell, I think he tells them, I've saved your lives at least three times. Yes. Yeah. So He pulls a Gandalf. I don't remember signing up for this. He, he pulls a <laughs> snarky G. Yeah, he does. Yeah, for a second. He's like, listen, it's always poor me. That has to get them out of their difficulties. And it's true. It is true. It what is are you going to do? So very true. What are you going to do? And even, you know, even somebody like Thorin, I think, recognizes this. Even though he... Kind of. Gosh. Thorin guess. gets huffy and puffy and throws himself some pity parties. But he knows that... It says a couple of times... Um, I don't know if it's in this chapter that it says it twice maybe it's in this chapter it says it once and the next it says it once but thorin again says i'm sure again we are all in your debt yes we know how this is gonna end up but no 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 no. um i know that he says that but i don't know well okay 
Just continue. We'll get the there. dwarves. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, let's get so, to the dwarves. So as, let's talk some dwarves. As we talked about, their moods fluctuate so much. They have to be difficult to be around. They have to They're like teenagers. just be consistent with yeah. your moods. Teenagers, you know? or at least be able to um, mask it a little bit. But you are clearly excited and angry. Excited and angry. Excited and you know just. Yeah, what what bothers me the most is like, so if you're a, so regarding Thorin, so if you're the leader of a group of people, even when it, circumstances are at their worst, and you just, you know you're going to get defeated, the leader still has to be, come on everybody, like we got this, and inspire them, but Thorin seems to have no interest in inspiring his party. No, not at this point. For sure, no. Yeah. When he's not like warrior Thorin, and he's just like leading them in a line to a mountain. <laughs> yes. He has no. He has no interest. It seems like the only because I don't know. Here's my thing. The greatest leader. So I'm obviously like in the history of our Earth, there have been leaders. You know, okay. There's leaders, True. and Thank there are you. great leaders. Yes. So leaders, so I'm just thinking of somebody who's like a hereditary king or queen. George. Yeah, like King George. Okay. <laughs> king George III. Um, they're the leader, but they're the leader because they were born into it. Yeah. And then there's leaders who, even though they were born into it, they know they need to inspire the people that they lead. They know they need to be greater and and, and rise above the circumstances. Yeah. And Which I feel he does at times. At times. But like at you times. mentioned, it's it's usually during some type of fight. Yes. He's a fighter. When he's around more than just his 13. Yeah. So sometimes Thorin can be bold. Yeah. And he can, you know, assert himself. But when he's around his party here, the 13 dwarves and Bilbo, the lucky number 14. Yeah. Um... He loses that motivational aspect and he just lets himself settle into despondency. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like at this point, Thorin is at best an average leader. At best. Yeah, like they were going to make it that far and then just be bummed out that they can't find a secret door. Well, yeah, let's you just know what I mean? sit out here. Yeah, we're done. We've traveled hundreds or if not thousands of miles. Like, to be miles. fair, Gandalf saved them from how many things? Bilbo saved them from how many things? And then they're just like, oh, I'm just really sad right now. Yeah. Thanks, Thorin. Like, you're at Erebor. Yeah, you are here. Let's figure it out. Yeah. Anyways, sorry. They upset me. Sorry. I got uh, on my soapbox. And then we touched on this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Talking about Bilbo, but they are fully prepared to sacrifice Bilbo by sending him through the front gate. You think that Smog does not know what is going on at every second of that front gate? Yeah, well, and we'll find that out a little bit in the second in the in the next chapter. We talk about how actually, even though he's sleeping, quote unquote, air quotes, sleeping. he has a high level of awareness. Yes. Yeah. And so, and they they know, they know. This is they not... knew he would die. Oh, gosh. Going through that front gate. They are yes. so rude. They are so rude. <laughs> oh. 
I was just thinking of Stephanie Tanner, like Bilbo being like, how rude. How rude. That is exactly what he would say. Yeah. Um, anyway. All right. Well, and then it kind of, you know, we've we've talked quite a bit about the timeline of all of this, mm-hmm. especially when they were in Mirkwood, things like that. Yes. Okay. So we talked about how in some places it says that they don't know how long they were in Mirkwood. It could have been months or years or whatever. Um, but it does say in this chapter, quote, they were just in the halls of Elrond in June. Yes. Which really doesn't, I mean, while it could still be over a year later, like not that following autumn, but the next, it doesn't seem like that with that word just in there, that modifier. Yeah, you get the sense that, you know, just a few months have passed by. Yeah, yeah. Which maybe they had no idea of the time, but... They might not have, you know, Mirkwood... But the narrator does. The narrator knows. Mm-hmm. Mirkwood, obviously, is going to disorient you. Yes. So... Yeah, that's true. Uh, but that's really, you know, we we haven't had a lot of... Uh, the narrator has not spoken a lot of time in the recent chapters. No. So you really have no idea. Yeah. But if we do know that it's autumn... Getting yes. ready to go into winter. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, in, I can't remember. Is the first day of autumn sometime in September? Ugh. I think it is. Is it? So we're just talking about a few months. Fall? From no. June From June to, I think. Is it? I think the first month of fall is in September. Oh. I don't think it's in October. It's just still so hot, you know? Where we are. Where it's we live, September a is a lame month. Yeah, yeah, it's not a good It's one. like, we know the cool weather's coming, but it's not here yet. Uh, yeah. But anyways. Anyway, well, that kind of wraps up that chapter. Yeah, chapter 11 is really kind of a... There's some optimism at the beginning because mm-hmm. the dwarves are feeling good about everything and they go, but then they see all the decay and desolation. They get to Erebor and they're just yeah. quitters. Slowly but surely, just tapping out. You yes, know? absolutely. Uh, until the door opens. It does end on a really exciting note that the door opens. It does. Yeah. Yes. Thanks to Bilbo. Thanks to Bilbo. And Thrush. Get up here, Thorin. Yep. Open that darn door. Yeah. yeah where is your key? You know, this They're thing all that you've banging been, on stuff. This thing oh that you've gosh. been carrying for months. Come you've on, man. You've got to be kidding me with the banging of the... Oh, <laughs> Yeah, because they try gosh. to open, they try to get in with like pickaxes and stuff oh first. Oh my gosh. Like they're scared. Okay. One more thing. Okay. It mentions that they're they're scared of being seen because they don't know where Smaug is. Yes. But then they're hitting the mountain. They're making so much noise. They are just the strangest group of men. <laughs> that is what happens when all men travel together. You know what I mean? It's kind of true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no. I mean, when it comes down to it, like... If there was a woman there, she would say, Are you for real? Put that pickaxe down. I mean, I agree. When it comes down to it, when... I mean, and I've done this in my in my life. <laughs> when it comes down to it and you can't figure something out, you, a lot of times men just are like, You know what? Let's just use brute yeah, you force. Yeah, you just hulk it, you yeah, know? just brute force. Yeah. It's like, and then you break it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you break the toy you're trying to fix or yes. whatever it is, yeah. <sighs> All right. Anyhow, chapter 12. Chapter 12, 
inside information. Yes. A little, not really alliteration because you need three, but, you know, I like the chapter title. You need three for alliteration? Mm -hmm. Yep. Really? Yep. Where'd you find that? Mm, my you... brain. Mm, burnt my brain. Mm, okay. I actually just sat on in on an English language arts class in eighth grade the other day, and I... And it was a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Seems like you're grasping. You're trying to, like, justify... They actually didn't touch on alliter alliteration, but I'm just saying I'm, a, I'm an expert. So. Oh, gracious. Okay. <laughs> Although Anyways. I also sat in on an eighth grade math class, and I am not an expert. The things that they are learning in eighth grade, you have got to be kidding me. I didn't... Yeah. I don't remember any of that, first of all. Mm-mm. Don't ask me anything. And I told the teacher that too. Like, I have no idea. Like, I feel bad because I'm observing this, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's not so, your job. Yeah, well, don't tell anybody. So anyways. Uh, no clue. We all have our strengths and weaknesses. We um, certainly do. Yeah. So chapter 12, yes. quick summary. Quick summary. Three, two, one, go. Me? Yes. Okay, so Bilbo makes it in. He does. Uh, he sneaks, sneaks, sneaks around. Okay. <laughs> He's a sneaker. He sees Smaug. Mm. Well, first he doesn't see, but he is aware of the presence, mm -hmm. which we'll we'll chat about because that is so interesting. Uh, sees him is like, oh no, steal something. He's supposed to be a blur burglar. What are you gonna do? Steals a cup, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Smog immediately knows. He, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Something's missing from which, my Which, no, that is what the quote is that I told you. Wait, which, what, do you talk, what are you talking from, about? From uh, Quotes and Boats. Oh, it is? Yeah. His rage passes description. The sort of rage that is only seen when rich folk that have more than they can enjoy oh. suddenly lose something that they have long had. You are so right. Yeah. Did you cup. say that? I did. Yeah. See, it's just gonna make you angry now because it's so obvious. I remember hearing. Yeah. I remember hearing that quote like listening because I listened yeah. to the audiobook. I remember listening to that quote too and thinking, "Wow, that is so descriptive." It is. And but. And you can picture it, you know? Yeah. Like, what business did you have with a cup? Smog. <laughs> and he knew exactly. Well, yeah. Okay, steals it. Mm -hmm. Smog notices. Goes crazy. Yes. Okay. Oh, very upset. Goes searching. He knows somebody's been there. He leaves the, he leaves the inner yeah. part of the mountain and flies yeah, around. Yeah, he flies around, which people at Lake Town are probably like, heck no. You, you know they got to yeah. see it. Yeah. I'd be out of there. Get off of that lake, first of all. This has been That's great, a hazard. but we're going. Yeah. Um, and so then the dwarves hide, and then Smaug goes back inside, mm -hmm. and Bilbo chats with him. Yeah, after he, Smaug eats a few ponies. Yeah, and then uh, Bilbo gets super sassy, and then just is like, I'm going to sass you, I'm going to leave you yeah you can go kill everyone <laughs> it's like yeah much. and i would imagine that there's a lot of people who would think like they'd see a giant red and golden dragon and would just immediately die of shock 
But Bilbo's like, just like, I'm going to banter with this giant thing a little yes. bit. Yes. Yeah. What is with him? I don't know. It's that ring, you know? It's that ring. That's really the quick summary. Very quick. Because yes. we have a lot to cover in this chapter. There's a lot that happens. Because yeah. first of all, Smog is my favorite. I, I know. Love him. I know you do. I don't know why. I just have an affinity to villain villains, you know? You've got a sticker on the back of your car. Yeah. Of good old Smaug. Yeah. Love me some Darth Vader. <laughs> Love me some Smaug. Yeah. So, I know you do. What are you going to do? <laughs> uh, so let's first chat about the dwarves. Okay. In this chapter. Yeah. So, I mean, they're just... You have your eyes closed and you're so frustrated. Yeah, yeah, because it's their quest. Oh my gosh, I hate them. It is their quest. And they're going to, they they know that somebody's got to go in and they say, well, this is what we signed up Mr. Backens for. Like, he's the burglar. <laughs> yes. And then Bilbo's like, you know what? I'm pretty sure I've earned my portion of the treasure yes. at this point, but okay. I'm going to honor this and I'm going to go Yeah. In. Who's going to go with me? Yes. And Love that. nobody raises their that hand. That guy, listen, <laughs> that guy is not afraid of the dwarves anymore. No. He feels powerful. I agree. No, yeah, yeah he gets frustrated yeah, by them. He does, yeah. Finally, it's Balin. Yeah. Who volunteers Which, I to mean, go. love the guy. Because Balin is... Ballin has an affinity for Bilbo. He he. They're, they're friends. Yeah, there's they a are. mutual. There's a mutual uh, friendship between yeah. the two of them, and so Ballin goes in with Bilbo. Mm-hmm. Um, only so far, though. Only so far. <laughs> he won't go that. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't go very far. Um, Thorin does, however, let Bilbo know that he has proved himself to be an esteemed companion. <sighs> And uh, that he's full of courage. Yeah. And uh, Bilbo's like, mm, this sounds like a politician trying to butter me up. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But he also says, now is the time for him to earn his reward. Oh, my god. Are you? I'm sorry. Are you for real? Y'all would have died in Mirkwood. Yeah. Like, would have been done. Not, no. Worse, first of all. Not to me. Okay. Given up their treasure to the Wood Elves. Yes. Worse. Thorin would have... He was about to. Thorin was about to do it. Which is worse than death for him. Yeah. Yes. And Bilbo saved the day. Yeah. And he he lets Thorin know, listen, buddy, I don't know who you think you are. Yeah. But I've already earned my reward. Like, at this point, this is a bonus. Yeah. Pretty Sa much. Sassy B. He's sassy. He is very yeah. sassy. He's like, whatever, I'll do it. But listen, you're not fooling me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, yeah. Respect. Yeah, absolutely. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Oh, dear. Aretha Franklin. There yeah. you go. So, um, then, just, you know, we're skipping ahead in the story, but we're talking about the dwarves. Yes. Okay? So, we don't see them until... Uh, again, until Bilbo runs back out with the cup and Smaug is really upset. Super okay? upset. And not all the dwarves were on the ledge and could be um, sheltered. Right. And out of sight 
pretty mm-hmm. much from Smaug flying around like a lunatic. Okay. <laughs> right. Uh, and a lot of them were just going to leave Boffer and Bomber to die down below. They were, absolutely. They're like, no, forget it. You know what? That's their that's their problem. They are so rude. Yeah. I just don't like them. It's, and it's so upsetting because I am one of them. It's that fight or flight mentality. Yes. Like, how you would, are... You would leave? How are people going to... Until a crisis occurs, a lot of times you don't know. know how people are going to no. respond. Very true. That is very true. Agreed. I agree that it's but jacked. Those are like your brothers. Ag- yeah, absolutely. <sighs> Dragonfire. Yeah, which we know what that does. Like, well, I mean, let's hope it would be quick, I guess. I don't know. Oh, they die but... quick. <sighs> yeah. And then Thorn was the one that wanted to go back for them and throw down the ropes to haul yeah. them on up. Yeah, he's the so only one I who's guess... like, let's instigate. Like, he's the only one who instigates the rescue. Yeah, like so we'll give we'll give half a point to Thorn. Half I don't want to. At this point, he's like negative know, twenty-five. Yeah, we should have been we should have been keeping track of points this whole time. We should have. Oh, man, absolutely. Let's start over. <laughs> Chapter one, an unexpected party. Oh no, let's not do that. Okay. Uh, he would be no. Listen, he would be negative though. At this point, he oh, would be he's in the, in the negative. He is not in the positive, so he better pull it together. He's absolutely in the negative. Yeah. And Bilbo, who's gone into the mountain, yeah, and done what he's supposed to do. He's a burglar. Yes. He goes in. He steals the cup. He brings it back. And when he first brings back the cup, the dwarves yeah. are. Celebratorious. Yes, they're they, like, you rock. You are so amazing. Now that Smaug is mad, they're criticizing Bilbo. Like, why Why would you take that cup? Yes. Why would you do such a thing? Like, I'm sorry. Haven't you called me a burglar this yes. whole time? Yes. First of all, rude for calling me that this whole time. Second of <laughs> all, I did it. Third of all. Now you're mad? And he's like... Third of all, yeah, he's like, I did what you wanted me to do, and he's like, third of all, it would take five hundred burglars for me to, for us to go in and yes. steal like yeah. pieces of treasure. What did you, what did you want the, to like, do here? This hoard of treasure is is immense. Like that's what catches Bilbo's eye first when he goes yes. in is the treasure. I don't think that he knew exactly. I mean, this whole time, like, what are we? 12 chapters and he has, he has no idea what's going on this whole time. No. So like the wealth of Erebor is staggering. Yes. Well, now it's the wealth of Smaug, I mean, I but... would I would imagine I don't know because I don't really care about that. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine if I saw that in person, I'd be like, you know what? I'd go I straight care. I care. I'd go so... straight Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> yes. I'd dive in and swim in some gold. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. At least for a little while. Yeah, why not? Um, but this, you know, this is what caught me about this. Okay, so Bilbo goes in, sees Smaug, steals a cup, mm-hmm. brings it back to the dwarves. They're stoked. Uh, riddle me this. Why? Are they stoked? Yeah. Why exactly? I don't. Because what's the plan? I think the reason they might be stoked. Stoked or excited is because I don't know the treasure's still there, and this is why like showing it be proof. Still there? Why? Why wouldn't it be? If Smaug's there, why would it not be there? I don't know. 
You think that Smog would just let somebody take it? Or I don't like Or destroy what's, it. What's he wouldn't destroy it. He's greedy. I mean, Dragonfire is devastating. We know that much. It's listen. It's not Bilbo's fault that the dwarves don't have a plan. No. And that's why they're really mad. Because I think that until Smaug woke up and got angry, you know, that happened 150 years ago. That memories are foggy. Some of them don't even have memories because they weren't <laughs> even there. That's true. So they realize the actual, first of all, fault in the plan and danger that awaits them. Yeah. Because what we've talked about, what's the plan? What's she going to do? Bilbo, I think, it says that Bilbo has been thinking and saying at some point in this chapter that Bilbo has long recognized that the big fault in their plan is how are you going to deal with smog? (laughs) The the big fault in their plan is there is none. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. There's a dragon. Yeah. There's a dragon. There is a dragon. Absolutely. So, gosh, I... (laughs) They're just so... I don't know. Okay. So, this quote perfectly sums up our dwarven companions here. Mm-hmm. It says, Dwarves are not heroes, <laughs> but are calculating folk with a great idea of the value of money. Some are tricky and treacherous and pretty bad lots. True. Some are not, but are decent enough people like Thorin and company if you don't expect too much. <laughs> Which, what a backhanded compliment. But it's so well-deserved. It's a good dude if you don't expect too much out of it. But listen, bare minimum at most, okay? You have to lower your expectations so that he'll surprise you, you know? We all have people like that. That's a good way to put it, yeah. We all have people like that. It's so true. No, but uh, my, my favorite part, dwarves are not heroes, no. Absolutely. Yeah. They are not. Agreed. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think that perfectly sums them up. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so too. All right. So the dwarves we have chatted extensively about so far in these last two chapters and how... Uh, unreliable they are? Unreliable, unlikable. Jeez. <laughs> um, Except for Balin, I guess, kind of. He is the most commendable Balin's of the a lot. Good guy. He is. Yeah, he has a good heart. Um, not a hero though. Nope. Uh so let's talk about Bilbo. Because okay. he is the real you know, he's the hero of the whole story. But of this chapter, man, he really brings it home. He does. Okay. Oh, no question. Yeah. So my question to you yes. is Bilbo in this chapter. Is he ignorant or is he brave? I think it's a combination of both. Okay. He is ignorant of the complete situation as to as as far as how dangerous Smaug is. Yes. Um or even big, I think. How big he is, yeah. you mean? Yeah, oh probably, yeah. But even once, but once he sees Smog, we talk about how snarky and sarcastic and kind of a punk he is to Smog. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like 
provokes him a little bit. Behind the veil of the ring, though. It's true. It is behind the veil of the ring, but even then, even if you were invisible next to a giant dragon, would you be that bold? No. I wouldn't be by a giant dragon in the first place. And then he's... I think I think it would be classified as bravery in the sense that... So he comes out and he's telling them, like, listen, guys, we've got to get into the mountain. Like, yeah, Smaug is coming. That's true. He's the only one that has the sense yeah. to make decisions. Yes. And so I think that does classify as bravery to a certain extent. Yeah, I think that... Um... He's possibly ignorantly brave. Ignorantly brave. Hmm. Yeah. I think that bravery takes a little bit of both. They do say there is a fine line between courage and stupidity. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think that it's a little bit of both. I think you're... Yeah. uh, That's what I said. Okay. All right. So you agree. Good. Okay. You agree with me. Yes. Yeah. I'm correct. Um, we talked about this, okay. <laughs> we talked about this before a little yeah. bit, but it is interesting to see, bleh, gosh, talking's hard. Yeah, it is. It's interesting to see that upon witnessing the gold mm-hmm. hoard, yeah. he is more taken in with that than he is with the sight of the dragon. Yeah. And, but the dragon does wake up. Yeah, very true. And we find out. That dragons are, they are sleeping, Mm -hmm. but if dragons want to, number one, dragons know their horde intimately. Yes. Like every piece of it. Oh, yeah. So that's why he he notices the cup is gone. bit that was there. So not only- Quickly too. He did. Like very quickly ascertained what the problem was. And not only do they know everything intimately that is in their treasure hoard, mm-hmm. but dragons also have the ability when they're sleeping to keep an eye open. Yeah. To yeah. watch out for what's going on. Listen, my son does that sometimes and I do not like it at all. Mm, yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, not cool. Hate it. So Smaug, obviously, Bilbo goes in. Mm-hmm. He's invisible. And Smaug wakes up. Yes. And Smaug starts to confront Bilbo because he knows somebody's there. Yeah. Even though he can't see him. Mm-hmm. And he, Bilbo, he asks Bilbo who he is. And so Bilbo starts to speak in riddles to the dragon. Very on brand. Yes. He's consistent, at least. Riddles in the dark, riddles yeah. in the treasure hoard. Yep. Yep. And uh, he's giving Smaug very flowery titles for himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says he comes from Overhill and Underhill. He is... He buries his friends. He calls himself... Yes. Buries his friends. He calls himself Barrel Rider. What does yes. he say about the eagles? Eagle... Uh, eagle friend or something like that. Yeah. And Smaug's like, these are very impressive titles. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows, but he is knowledgeable on, he knows that this is the way to speak to a dragon. Is it because he knows that? Yeah, he know he, it says he has heard enough of dragon lore to know. Oh, I guess that's true. That you yeah. speak in riddles to keep them interested or something like that. Yes. Um, 
But on the same token, he's the riddle man. Bilbo likes him some riddles. He likes a good riddle. He does. Okay? He sure does. Uh, I don't really like the ones that were like, he who buries his friends and then raises them up. It's like, what is that about? You know? When did he bury his friends? The only thing I can think about is sticking them in the barrels. Maybe that's what it was. But I don't know. Yeah. So it was something like that. But yes. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, He's kind of taunting and provoking the dragon. Yes. Yeah. Which is... I mean, I'd be pretty what? mad. Kudos to you, know, you man. Smog's not a good guy. But uh, if somebody woke me up and then was like riddling to me... First of all, get out of my house. But it's for Smaug though. It's he seems to be entertained. No, he does. Yeah, yeah. I think that Smaug is entertained because he is so um, arrogant, and he knows like whatever. Sure, say a couple things. You're about to die. Yeah, he's so confident in his power and yeah. ability. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but then Bilbo very blatantly taunts Smaug. Mm-hmm. And kind of tells him that he needs to take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) True. So that's when he gets mad. Yeah, Smaug gets very upset. Bilbo pieces out. He runs away. Yeah, he's like, bye, take a nap. Smaug realizes, oh, Bilbo, like whatever this thing is, went through this, probably through this little passageway. Yeah, yes. And this is something that Smaug has been concerned about. Yeah. And now he knows his he concerns knows have sure. been justified. Yeah. yeah. Which, like, if you're concerned about something, take care of it. Yes. But also, how many things are am I concerned about in my home? And I'm like, I'll get to that later. Yes. So. Yes. Do I ever get to it? No. No. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. So we've talked about two of the major players in this mm-hmm. chapter, the dwarves and Bilbo. Yes. But there's a third. Number one. His name is Smaug. The great and powerful. And Smaug is a, he is the greatest dragon of the third age. Okay. Is what he is defined or classified as by most Tolkien experts. Can Um, I, can we pause really quick? Sure. Because I want to say that what, because you're going to give us some history. A little bit, yes. Okay. And I know that everybody listens very closely, but this is really important because we don't... It is because... Gosh, the pressure is on I know. again. Okay, no, no, no. Listen, because I think that the glimpse that we get of Smaug in The Hobbit um, is enough, but we don't fully understand his full danger and potential. Right. Until we dive deeper into his history and who he actually is. Okay. Uh, because to uh, uh, you know, if you're reading The Hobbit, it's he's a dragon. He breathes dragon fire. He's a meanie. He likes gold. Yes. But it's Im- it's I don't know. It's important to know how terrifying he is. Yes. Sorry. Is, continue. He, sure. I just had to. I had to say that because. <laughs> it's okay. No, no, no. I'm done. Okay. Okay. Sorry. He is a terrifying fellow. <laughs> yes. So, the dwarves and dragons actually have a long history. Mm-hmm. So, the dwarves did settle in Erebor. Mm-hmm. Um, however, 
they decided that it would be better if perhaps they all gathered together and sort of formed an, an alliance in the Iron Mountains. Okay. So the dwarves left Erebor and went to the Iron Mountains, where dwarves do what dwarves do. They delve, they collect wealth, and all that sort of thing. This has happened centuries before the events of The Hobbit. Dragons also reside in the Iron Mountains. Okay. And they figure out, oh, Mm -mm. these dwarves have got something going on here. So the dragons invade. Okay. And we're talking multiple dragons. Yeah. Which gives me a... I'm a little bit impressed by the dwarves because during this period of time, even though they are being constantly assaulted by multiple dragons, the dwarves hold them off for 19 years. Wow. Yeah. And multiple. Multiple dragons. Huh. Until finally they are vanquished by what is called a... uh, I think it's called a cold drake is what it's called. And you might think a cold drake means they breathe like ice or something like that. But no, a cold drake is just what you call a dragon who cannot breathe fire. Oh, okay. So that's what ends up defeating the dwarves. One without dragon fire. It is a dragon without dragon fire. Hmm. Not the inability to breathe out flame. Mm -hmm. And so the dwarves... There is an offshoot of the dwarves that says, okay, we need to go back to Erebor and reestablish ourselves there. Sounds like and a good plan. that is uh, Thror. Okay. Thorin, son of Thrain, son of Thror. Mm-hmm. And so Thror goes and he becomes the king under the mountain. I guess I did not realize how young kind of Erebor was in that sense. Like, they had Erebor, but then, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I mean, dwarves do live for centuries. Yeah. So, Erebor is, you know, probably at least a couple of centuries old. Yeah. The dwarven kingdom of Erebor. And uh, Thror, you know, gathers this incredible, amasses this incredible amount of wealth, which includes what we will get to, the Arkenstone. Mm-hmm. And he has a son, uh, Thrain, who also has a son. Thorin. Mm-hmm. And while they are there, there is a dragon who comes to learn about the wealth that is being amassed in Erebor. It was a dragon that was too young at the time to be involved in the wars of the Iron Mountains. Mm-mm. This dragon's name, as you can probably guess, is Smaug. Okay. So think about this. The dwarves of the Iron Mountains, or the Iron Hills, I believe actually is what it's called. I think I've been saying Iron Mountains, but the Iron Hills. The dwarves of the Iron Hills held off multiple dragons for almost 20 years. Yeah. Then they leave and go back to Erebor, Mm -hmm. where they were previously, where at least some of them were previously. Then there is this dragon who at the time was too young to fight, they say, in the Wars of the Iron Hills that learns of the wealth of Erebor. He decides... I need to go get me some of this stuff. Yeah. I need to go to Erebor. He is a single dragon. He departs from the Iron Hills. And he goes to Erebor. And a single dragon decimates the greatest dwarvish kingdom of 
Chills. Really in, in the history of Middle Earth that we can think of. At least the wealthiest. And I, I assume their military might was incredible. Yeah. And it had to have been. They were just completely overwhelmed. They 100% didn't stand a chance. No. Not even close. Smaug is... Yeah. He's, he's huge. He's vicious. He has incredible power as a dragon. Um, it talks about that a little bit in what when Bilbo's dealing with him. Just let not let alone his size, his strength. Uh, he describes himself. You know when he when uh, Smaug is describing himself, he says his teeth are like swords and yeah. his claws are like spears and his wings are like a hurricane. Which I mean, he's not lying. No, he is, yeah, incredibly powerful. But not only that, when Bilbo's dealing with him, Bilbo is really struggling when he's speaking with uh, Smaug because the charisma of the dragon yes. is overwhelming. Yeah. Like when you are in his presence, you just feel just this suffocating, um, you have this just suffocating feeling, I don't know how yeah. else to describe it, I guess, of his charm and he's mm -hmm. overwhelming your senses and convincing you of things and yeah. you're dealing with an incredibly powerful being yes yeah if you can call a dragon a being i suppose i guess so a creature whatever yeah, yeah. so yeah that's that's a little little rough history of smell no that's good stuff it and, just shows how powerful he is yeah he's incredible yeah um dragons are also one of the most persistent features in Tolkien's work. Okay. So he was very into dragons all the time. Um, <laughs> okay, all the time. But kind of, kind of like you said, is that the dragons that attack the Iron Hills kind of worked in tandem with one another. Yes. Um, but Smaug is different because he operates solo. Yes. He's like, bye everybody, which I don't know if there's many left at that point anyway. Yeah, I don't know how many are left. Um, we know that there are multiple because he is referred to as the greatest dragon of yeah, the Third Age. Yeah, um, But he also, which that shows that he has no true allegiance. And so that brings us really quickly uh, back to why Gandalf is even interested in yes. these dwarves. Who cares? But Gandalf thought that Smaug, um, you know... Correctly, he thought that Smog was capable of destroying places like Rivendell mm -hmm. and other strongholds if Smog allied with Sauron. Yeah. Um, rightfully so. No, absolutely. I mean, he definitely would. When it when you really think about it, a creature that had a creature of that power that has no allegiance to anybody yes. but his own. I mean, he's a loose cannon. Yeah. You have no idea what he's yes. going to do. Yeah. So yeah, if Sauron comes along and offers him all this, all these riches mm -hmm. and wealth. Which, who lie, knows? not a lie, who cares, honestly. Yeah. But, um, yeah. That's so, why Gandalf's interested. Yes. Because he's truly the greatest dragon left and he is powerful and devastating. He is extremely devastating, yeah. which... To the next point. Yeah. Before we even see Smaug. Yes. We don't even see him yet. We don't hear him speak anything. 
his very presence just attacks the senses of those around yeah. his lair. Yes. So kind of like you said, it's it's not just seeing him. It's everything. Yes. You feel the vapor and the heat on your skin mm-hmm. before, like, you know, Bilbo even saw him. Yes. He knew because he felt that. He saw the glow of the dragon and he heard him. Yes. So the, you don't even need to see him and Bilbo was getting overwhelmed. Yeah, as they approach the mountain, there's, like you said, the vapor and the smoke that is just surrounding the place mm-hmm. and surrounding Erebor. And Bilbo automatically is like, well, there's a dragon in there. Yeah, <laughs> and like he's he's alive. Balin <laughs> says something to the effect of, well, it doesn't necessarily like prove that he's in there. But you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> but but also, yes. Yes. He's in there. Exactly. Um, but not only that, not only does he attack the senses, but he has keen senses as well. Yeah, disturbingly so. Yeah, so he could feel the draft from the tiny hole of that doorway. And he's asleep. Yeah, he's asleep. But dragons are still able to pick up on yeah. these things. And who knows how long he's even been asleep for. Yeah, who knows? Um, he could smell that the air was slightly different. Man. Uh, he could see that one small cup was missing. He did. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that he says is, I smell you and I feel your air. I hear your breath. Oh, how creepy. I Although, your breath. let me be very clear. Okay. Real quick. Real quick. There are some times where I wake up in the middle of the night and I know my kid is going to be staring at me. Oh. Because I can just feel them. You I just, can hear their breath. <laughs> you just want to be have an association with Smaug. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean, though? No, I know. Like, what you, you mean. feel this, like, something's not right here. Yeah, because ah! <laughs> sometimes at night, like, they're not even making a noise, no, but you're just laying there you. and you just, like, you just startle. You're sleeping, you're like, I know something's looking at me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Kids are so creepy. They can be. Okay. Uh, but no, really. He just so, so aware of everything. Yes. To an incredible extent. Yeah. Remarkable. And he, I mean, common theme, hates dwarves. What? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He does not like them. And he actually understands them fairly well, probably because, you know, even though he was too young to fight in the Wars of the Iron Hills, he knew what they were kind of about. Yeah. Because he asks Bilbo, because he knows that cup's gone. Yeah. And he's pretty darn sure it's Bilbo that took it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he asks him, how much did you get for that cup? Nothing. Because he knows, yeah. like... He knows. How much did they pay you for that? Oh, nothing? Oh, Shocker. Typical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds like a dwarf. Which he's trying to get a react Because Bilbo at this point is invisible in the lair. And he's trying to get a reaction out of Bilbo um, by taunting him. Yes. But it's taunting him with pretty much the truth. Yes. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. Um, he is just telling the truth in such a way... Where it is true, but also 
just twisted enough to be manipulative. Yes. You know? Yes. Um. So he also asks Bilbo how he plans to get all of the gold back to his home. Yeah. A true statement. Very, very valid concern. Thank you, Smaug. It is a valid concern, and it makes Bilbo start to wonder. Yes. You know what? I hadn't thought about that. Had the dwarves thought about that? They Did probably they have. Did they know that I would fail and not be able to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Did they count on me dying so that they wouldn't have to give up a 14th share? Yes. And this goes into, you know, number one, Smaug is ancient and smart. Yeah. And manipulative. But yeah. his just, his, the charismatic presence that he has... It says in the book that at one point it almost gets Bilbo. Yes. It almost. Which, it would get me. I'd be like, listen, you want to you wanna buddy up here? Yeah. <laughs> which is, I mean, it's impressive that Bilbo is able to resist. Yeah. yeah. Because. Probably because he's so pure of heart. Probably greater people or greater beings mm. have succumbed to dragon Greater charisma. beings um, to what extent? Well, I'm just saying, like, okay, so I guess what most people would consider yes, great, yeah. like great warriors yes, yeah, and stuff like yeah. that, have succumbed but to not his selfless. influence. Uh, very true. Yeah. Very true. Uh, so let's talk about. Do you have anything else that you want to say about Smog? Uh, just thank you for being you. Um, Me? No, Smog. Oh, Smog. <laughs> yeah, oh. Yeah. Also you. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. Um,. But, uh, no, not necessarily. Okay. Yeah, I think, I mean, there's, I mean, I'm sure there's more we could dive into, but for the sake of brevity, probably yeah. we should move on. Yeah. All right. So, the plan. Yes. Uh, so, the dwarves could think of no way of getting rid of Smaug, as we've already touched on. Um, and this is touched on again in this chapter. Yes. Um, and it's always been a weak point. Yes. Which Bilbo's told them that. Yeah. And they kind of come to that. They do come to that realization in this chapter. Mm -hmm. Listen, chapter 12. Okay. (laughs) Um, Maybe. We're pretty far. Here's the thing. Maybe think about that sooner. Yeah. I mean, maybe they just assumed it was an impossible task. Like like we talked about. They thought they, they were going to die Kind first? of assumed they were going to die. That's such a bummer. Yeah. They're hoping Bilbo could have just saved their bacon, I guess, and burgled... Like, how... Burgled a vast horde of treasure out of the mountain. That is not what they thought was going to happen. Because they wanted the mountain. Right? They do, but... They do want the mountain, but what is most important to Thorin? The Arkenstone. The Arkenstone. That's true. The heart of the mountain. So may yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. And we get uh, kind of our first glimpse into the importance of the Arkenstone. Yeah, it hasn't been. Has it even been mentioned? I don't. Has it? I don't if think it ha- so. If it Maybe ha- at the very beginning. Maybe if it has been mentioned, the importance of it has not been fully emphasized. Yeah, yeah. This chapter we definitely see, especially with like Thorin knows the gold that's in there. Yes, he can visualize it for sure. And what he chooses to mention above all else is the Arkenstone. So you know, at this point of what you know of Thorin and the dwarves. 
that must be pretty darn important because these guys are jerks, okay? They are. And they, I mean, I mean, when they dealt with the trolls, like, they buried treasure to come back to it later. So clearly they value it a very, very much. I forgot about that. Um, so, yeah, for the Arkenstone to be the of chief importance, let you know this is going to be a big deal. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we'll see the big deal that it becomes. We sure yeah. will. Absolutely. All right. Well, to wrap it up, just a couple favorite quotes from this chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this quote, first of all. It does not do to leave a live dragon out of your calculations if you live near him. (laughs) Very true. rather obvious. Yes. 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 If you have a big problem, deal with it. Figure it out. Is that a problem that anybody wants to go confront? No, but you have to. You can't act just like it's sleeping in a mountain forever because that's not what that's not reality. Yeah. I mean they can sleep for centuries, but I get it. That's not forever. Very true. Yeah. All right. Okay. One more last quote here it comes from Smaug. This is a good one. Himself. It's yes. after Bilbo has been talking to him and giving him excuses and everything like that. But Bilbo's been quite polite. And Smaug says you have nice manners for a thief and a liar. Love that one. It's a good quote. It is a good quote. It's a good line. Smaug has yeah. some good lines. He does. Yeah. He has some great lines. Uh, one of my faves. FYI, dragons can talk in Middle Earth. Yes. Uh, which, thank you, because we yeah. got Benedict Cumberbatch to do <laughs> that one. Um, Very true. Yeah. But that wraps up that chapter. It does. We see, well, you know, we see him fly off. Yeah, the, the, so the chapter closes with Smaug really rightfully assuming that the people of Lake Town have assisted these dwarves. Yeah. And if he can't find the dwarves, guess he what's going to happen? Yep. He's going to go to the men of the lake. Which I loved. Listen. The movies, whatever. I enjoyed the but, movies. No, but no, I did too. No, no, no. I enjoyed the movies, but they just didn't align that well. But <laughs> the closing of The Desolation of Smog yeah. was perfect. I am fire. Because it I is. I am death. Because it is the closing of this chapter, mm-hmm. period. That is all that you see. And it's like. What? But in the movie, it, I think it technically... Cl- uh, no. No, it closes with that. It does close with that flying line. off. Bilbo says, what have we done? Oh, yeah. And then Smaug closes with, I am fire. I yeah. am death. Yeah. Which he for sure must have thought, what, if I, ha- what have I done? Because he's the one being a sassy pants. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Like, go take a nap. Yes. Anyway, well, do you have anything else to add? No, I think about these chapters. I think we've about covered it. I think so too. Great chapters. They are. This this yeah. last one, chapter twelve, was particularly was, eventful. Yeah. I mean when you meet when you meet uh the main antagonist, you can't help but dwell on it a little bit. 
Yeah, I mean, this is basically like the Darth Vader we've been waiting to meet. Darth Vader or Smaug? Wait, for what? Who would win? Yeah. Smaug. Easy. He's too big. Yeah, just mere size, you know? Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, okay. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. So, what do it wasn't, people It wasn't to... a fair fight, so <laughs> what do you... <laughs> Oh, what do people need to do if they want to continue the journey? Yes, so continue the journey on social media. Find us on Instagram at thefigpod. You can email us all of your thoughts and more at thefigpod at gmail.com. Become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash thefigpod, and you can find our merch over on Instagram. Uh, Follow the link in bio. And please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe so that you never miss another episode of the Fantasy in General podcast. See you next week. See you next week.